You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. This is Bible teacher Nelson Walters, and today we're going to look at the real reason that the USA isn't found in Bible prophecy. (laughs) And you are going to be surprised. The answer is we've been looking at prophecy all wrong. And that includes myself, at least historically. So where's the USA in Bible prophecy? This is one of the top questions that we get when speaking at events or on this channel. Iran, you know, that's easy to find in Bible prophecy. It's mentioned half a dozen times. Egypt, it's there too. Again, at least half a dozen mentions in various places. Turkey is there as well. But why isn't the superpower, the USA, the mightiest nation in the world, the richest nation in the world, mentioned directly? Why isn't it there stopping the beast? You see, if you want to find the USA individually mentioned, you have to really stretch your imagination to find it. And that, unfortunately, is what most Bible scholars, including myself, historically, have done. Some look at the Bible and try to say eagles are a symbol of the USA, so anywhere there's an eagle in prophecy, that must be the USA. Others have looked at the rich, corrupt, and powerful empire, Mystery Babylon, and say, ah, that must be the USA. While others realize the USA isn't in Bible prophecy and say the absence of the USA means it must have been defeated or destroyed. And that's why it's not found in Scripture. These are the best guesses that the majority of Bible scholars have given us, but I think we can all agree they're just all lacking to one extent or another. So today we're looking at a fourth alternative, one that is clearly explained in Scripture. But because of the role that the USA has played in history up to this point, Bible scholars have ignored it. They've ignored this alternative completely. But I'm sure once you see Bible prophecy in the light of what we're going to show you today, I think you're going to say, of course, now I see it. It was there all along. Does that mean that almost everyone has looked at prophecy about the USA all wrong? I would say yes, me included. I think we've missed the big picture that the Bible's showing us and focused on tiny little aspects based on a verse here or a verse there. But when you look at the big picture, the role of the USA jumps out and into focus. Now, let me warn you that you may not like what we're going to show you today, but what we're showing you is what the Bible has to say. But before we look at that, let's give a shout out to a longtime member of this community, Ken Smelko, who helped research this teaching for us. Ken is one of the longest standing members of this community who followed our blog back before there was even a Nelson Walters YouTube channel. Now, before we dig into scripture and find the role of USA, let's take a brief look at the traditional answers people have tried to give for the USA's absence in Bible prophecy. The first is the idea that the USA is represented by an eagle, and anywhere an eagle is found, then that would be the USA. This would mean that the lion with eagle's wings in Daniel 7, well, the eagle's wings would be the USA. 
And when the woman, Zion, is taken into the wilderness to protect her from the dragon in Revelation 12, again, it's the USA, the eagle's wings, and its airplanes that do the saving. You get the idea. Now, this theory has problems. First, there are many nations throughout history that have had an eagle as a symbol. In ancient Rome, the eagle or aquila was the standard of the Roman legion. Each legion had one eagle. Germany, Austria, Albania all used the eagle as their symbol and literally dozens more, both now and throughout history. And second, and much more important than that, is what the Bible says about an eagle. How does the Bible interpret an eagle? In Jeremiah 4, 7, and 13, both the lion and eagles are mentioned. Listen to this. A lion has gone up from his thicket, and a destroyer of nations has set out. His horses are swifter than eagles. This refers to Babylon. Doesn't it make much more sense that the lion with eagle's wings is Babylon, which the Bible identifies in this way. And even God identifies himself as carrying Israel on eagle's wings in Exodus 19.4. You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Isn't it more likely then that what Revelation 12 is discussing when Zion is carried to safety on eagle's wings isn't the USA, but it's God. So I think we could just scratch the whole USA equals eagle idea from our list. What about Mystery Babylon, the great and corrupt end-time empire? Well, in Revelation 17, 18, we see that this empire, Babylon, rules over all the kings of the earth. Does the USA rule over all the nations? Is it ruling over Russia, over China, or even over Iran? Babylon is important to our answer today, but it isn't the USA. What about the USA being destroyed or defeated? Well, <laughs> there's no way to know, is there? The destruction of the USA isn't mentioned in the Bible, but its defeat kind of is. And this is the clue we need to unravel. You see, in the end times, Middle East nations are mentioned by name, but not other nations. All the other nations are listed en masse. All the nations do this. All the nations do that. Is that what is happening now? No, it isn't. Nations are acting individually. Russia and Ukraine happen to be fighting a war. They certainly aren't working for a common cause. The USA and China certainly aren't working together either, etc., etc. But in the end times, prophecies say that all nations and all the kings are going to be working together. Let's look at some of these prophecies. The primary reference is in Psalm 2, 1 through 3. Why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, which means the Messiah, saying, let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. So this famous passage shows all the nations in an uproar, all the kings of the earth taking a stand against the father and against the son. 
And the rulers, who might be leaders of industry and banking in today's world, we're told that they take counsel together. Some translations even say they conspire together. So this passage, which is quoted in Revelation 11 at the seventh trumpet, by the way, in addition to be found in Psalm 2, demonstrates that at the beginning of the end times, all the nations will be in unison against Jesus and against the Father. This recent video on Psalm 2 on the Nelson Walters channel gives you a whole lot more information on this passage. If you're watching this on video, there is a link down in the description if you want to check it out. If the USA is still in existence at that point, which it likely will be, will they be part of this? Oh, oh yes, I think they will. It's all the kings, all the rulers, all the Gentile nations, and the USA is going to be part of this. I think this is the major reason that Bible scholars, even me, have traditionally failed to see the USA in prophecies like this one and others that we're going to present in this teaching. Most of us were raised to love the USA, to be proud that we were the greatest mission-sending nation of all time, the nation thought of as the protector of the free world, that more than 50% of a nation at one time attended church and called themselves Christians. It was a nation of moral laws and moral people for the most part. God blessed this nation with economic and military strength and wisdom that caused it to be a nation of compassion and generosity. That is the nation those of us who are my age usually think of when we think of the USA. That is what makes it hard for Bible scholars who are my age to think about the USA joining the other nations and taking a stand against God and against Jesus. But that is exactly what the Bible says will happen. All the kings and rulers will join together and take their stand. So this means the USA isn't the country that it used to be. And you could see this decay of the USA from the nation most of us have imagined it was all around us. In 1963, the murder of this president changed the political trajectory of all presidents since then. In 1972, this president took the USA off the gold standard so that when the dollar does crash, it will be worth little or nothing. In 1973, this Supreme Court decision changed the spiritual nature of the nation. And of course, this other Supreme Court decision did as well. In combination, they have put the USA in conflict with God's laws and God's precepts. Think of how the media has been used in recent years to pervert national morality. Is the USA any more moral or better than the other nations at this point? I don't think we can say that it is anymore if it ever was. So that is the reason that Bible scholars, myself included, have missed what the Bible is saying about the end times for so long. The reason is wanting to preserve the wholesome one nation under God that they have looked upon the USA as being. They've imagined it as one of the good guys, the sheep nations as opposed to a goat nation. But just take that view out of the equation. 
Look at it as being run by a deep state, controlled by central bankers, hoping for a global totalitarian system, one that censors what you and I can say, one that locks us down in total lockstep with the other nations. In fact, it is the one driving many of these things. The World Health Organization Pandemic Preparedness Treaty was written by the USA's administration after all. Think of it that way, and it becomes much, much easier to view it as part of all the nations in various Bible passages, not as standing against them, but being part of them. So let's get back to Psalm 2. We learned from this passage that all the nations, and by that it means all the Gentile peoples, and the Gentile people groups are enraged or angry. Well, who made them angry? Hmm. Most likely propaganda from the media. Two consecutive generations have endured a message that was anti-God at its core. And that the kings of the earth are about to take their stand against the Almighty and his Messiah in concert with the rulers of the earth, who are the corporate overlords and central bankers, you know, who really run things. Where will this happen? Where do all the nations, and I mean all the nations, come together to make decisions like this? Ha <laughs> yes, at the United Nations. The name says it all. In September 2024, they're planning to come together in a summit for the future, which they call a once-in-a-lifetime event. Sounds pretty big. Where they, in their own words, said they will change the UN Charter and the way the world is governed. Where they say in their own words that they will give the power of world law to issues like climate change and gender identity. It sounds a lot like a loss of national sovereignty and individual nations joining together in a covenant with the many. Yes, and I'm referring to Daniel 9.27, where they promise to act as all nations working together. Now, we're not saying this is going to happen. 2024 is still a year away, but we are telling you to watch for this event. The Bible gives this a name. And it calls an entity where all the nations work together, Mystery Babylon, or Mystery Babel, since in Hebrew, the names Babylon and Babel are the same. So, a return to the Tower of Babel days. The entity is known as the harlot, and she is the one, we're told, rules over the kings of the earth, including the USA. The woman whom you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth, Revelation 17, 18. So the USA isn't Mystery Babylon. It willingly surrenders itself to Mystery Babylon. Do you think the USA or your nation have free choice as citizens in this matter? <laughs> You're fooling yourself if you do. Those controlling the kings of the earth and governments will have them willingly give up sovereignty to this empire. So all nations can act as one. What will they do? We know they are drunk on the blood of the saints. Revelation 17.6 They will eliminate prophets, saints, and all those slain on the earth. Revelation 18.25 What else will all the nations do? For one, let's look at Joel 3.2 
I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Then I will enter into judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my inheritance Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and they have divided up my land. So, all the nations are going to be judged for scattering Israel as prisoners among them and dividing up the land of Israel. That last one sounds like a modern headline, doesn't it? Let's look at Habakkuk 2.5 for another thing the nations do. Furthermore, wine betrays the haughty man so that he does not stay at home. He enlarges his appetite like Sheol, and he is like death, never satisfied. He also gathers to himself all nations and collects to himself all peoples. That's referring to the Antichrist. So he's going to gather all nations to himself, including the USA and your nation. Then in Zechariah 14.2, we read, For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be captured, the houses plundered, the women ravished, and half the city exiled. Is the USA and your nation going to participate in these things? God says all nations. In the end times, the nations are united against God and against his Messiah. Then, of course, God is going to act. God acts by sending his Messiah. In Revelation 16, 15, then the kings of the earth and the great men and the commanders and the rich and the strong and every slave and free man hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. So they're going to hide from Jesus when he comes. Revelation 19, 14, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies assembled to make war against him who sat on his horse and against his army. Ah, so all the kings of the earth and their armies are going to fight against Jesus. Will that be the USA and your country? Most likely. Isaiah 24, 21, So it will happen on that day that the Lord will punish the host of heaven, the fallen angels on high, and the kings of the earth on earth. So it's after that that things turn around for the nations, of course. Isaiah 2, 2. Now it will come about that in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains and will be raised above the hills and all the nations will stream to it. So eventually, those who survive the judgment are going to stream back to Jesus. So the takeaway of all this is that all the nations are going to act in concert in the last days. That's why so few nations are mentioned individually. They're all working as a team. They're all part of Mystery Babylon. And then eventually, when the beast overcomes Mystery Babylon, he takes them over. So it's a one-world government, a Tower of Babel situation in the end times. And in the Millennial Kingdom, they're all saved. The survivors, those who are faithful to Jesus, are all saved. And all the nations stream back to Jerusalem and to the Lord. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 